Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to Sovereign Self. This is your host, Sophia Renea Morales, and today we're going to discuss living from the inside out with Karen Maloney. But before we, dis- before we get started with our discussion, uh, I would like to invite you to grab your pen and paper and take down a little information that will help you get to know your own self and your own giftedness a little bit better. Uh, I would like to invite you to take the What is Your Number One Spiritual Superpower Quiz? And you can find that at superpowerquiz.us. For about two minutes of your information, you'll discover what your specific set of spiritual gifts is. And that way you'll be able to really own and lean into the magic that is you. Because we live with ourselves and we think, ah, everybody's like I am. And that's not the truth. You are uniquely spiritually gifted. And I created this quiz to use as a mirror so you can see your spiritual giftedness and what makes you special in the world. So you can find that again at superpowerquiz.us. And now that we have given you that opportunity, I would love to introduce our guest today, Karen Maloney. She is an inside-out coach helping people with mindset, self-belief, silent counseling practitioner, and she's also an energy therapist. She's also the founder and host of the Curiosity and Consciousness podcast, which I've been on. It's fabulous. You should go check that out. Uh, Karen is a champion of soul living. I think that's why we, we connected so well. And she is passionate about helping people shift their inner critic believe in themselves, and be who they were born to be. She helps clients uncover the subconscious beliefs that are sabotaging their desires and transform them. She believes the relationship we have with ourselves is the key to everything, and when we shift this on the inside, it expresses in our external world. From her own journey, Karen knows what's possible for us when we do the inner work and transform how we think, feel, and what we believe about ourselves. Everyone has experienced challenges, but our healing and well-being is our responsibility, and we owe it to ourselves. Karen is passionate about helping people embrace this journey and love both themselves and their life again. It's not always comfortable work, but it is the most powerful work a person can do. Welcome, Karen. I'm so happy to have you here with me. Hello, Sophia Renee. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm so glad that you did that little intro and read the bio and everything just then because there was so much noise going out off out here in the background. I live in Mexico, so sometimes the outside noises are insane and it just oh got my super goodness. loud. I can <laughs> so I totally like, understand. My in-laws yeah. live in El Salvador. And yes, yes so you know. It can yeah. be very loud inside the house. <laughs> yes. And I love it, but I was yes, I was so glad that I could mute myself for that moment. But it's an absolute pleasure to be here and thanks for having me. Yes, I'm so looking forward to this discussion of not just your journey, but the tools that you have developed in your life to help both yourself and your clients, and hopefully now my listeners, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it can be really tough 
to transform and to do that inner work. And the tools that one person gives you obviously work fabulously for them, but sometimes you'll get a bunch of tools and it's like, oh, you know, two out of three of these didn't really do it for me. There was one that was kind of good. So I love hearing about new tools and additional ways to approach things because when you when you find the tool that hits the root cause of what's going on for you, that's when everything shifts. Mm -hmm. And it's about having the right tool to shift it. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I'm yeah. so excited to have you here with me. So tell me a little bit about your before life. What was life like before you woke up to the spiritual journey, before you learned how to, to shift yourself from the inside out? Yeah. So looking back i can i can see that from a very young age i i must have been awake or i had an awakening or or whatever but i i was very connected to mm -hmm. that part i was very intuitive but i didn't understand it and i was completely in my mind trying to control things from like my effort and hustle and control everyone and everything outside of me. Yeah. I... Well, and I think that's pretty normal, right? Yeah. Because children tend to be born turned on and then we train them to not be. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we train them to look outside of yourself for everything, all the answers. It's all outside of you and it's all 100% backwards. <laughs> yeah. So I was that extreme perfectionist, but there was moments that even when I was trying my best and really in my mind and getting frustrated and trying to figure things out. And next thing I just get this feeling, this idea of something to do, even though I couldn't logicalize it or rationalize it, which was so against who I was, I just knew to trust it. And that happened to me so many times in my life, like from a very young age, that now I completely trusted. Now I know what it, what it is. But at that time, I didn't. And I was stuck in that human, that perfectionism, that not feeling good enough, that overly focusing on the external, overachieving, super hyper independent, like I can do this all on my own. And yeah, <laughs> I love that you learn to trust those those intuitions early on. Mm. Uh, was there ever a notable moment where you did not and you wished you had? Oh, I'm sure there was. Oh, well, there was, yes, um, because I was trusting for a while, but there definitely was a point in a relationship. The one of my, the, the most traumatic, or it was really a catalyst on my path as well, where I knew to walk away. I knew I should just leave, that it wasn't good anymore, that it just, you know, it wasn't going to happen. And I ignored those feelings. I ignored those niggles. And I decided in my head, that, you know, creating something that's not there and kind of living in hope or kind of fooling myself, really, and not seeing the truth of what was there. So, yeah, yeah that was a huge, <laughs> that was a huge one. Yeah, exactly. Well, and again, I guess to kind of have a little compassionate compassion for your younger self, mm, a lot of so. women uh, in the developed world are trained to always give him another chance. There's always hope, you know, that this, a good woman is the salvation of a man, you know, this mm. kind of horse hockey that we get yeah. <laughs> trained into. Um, so yeah, a little, little compassion for yourself in that situation as well. 
Totally. And I can look back and I have so much compassion for my younger self. At times I'm like, God, I don't even know how she got through some things like the way I used to feel inside. And that's why I call myself an inside out coach, because there's been such a massive transformation. And I feel so completely different inside. Like there's none of that kind of tension or anxiety or it just feels freer. And I didn't realize how kind of unworthy I felt. I, w- mm. I was not conscious of it because consciously I thought I was. But again, our subconscious tells a very different story. Yeah. And, and the subconscious totally will <laughs> win every freaking time if there's yeah. a conflict. Yeah, yeah they, they were the programs I had, but I didn't know at the time. So I was completely unaware that I actually was carrying these things within me that were actually holding me back from things that I did actually want. And what were some of the signs for you? You said eventually you came to the realization. So what were the clues showing up from your subconscious that perhaps you didn't feel as worthy as you thought you might have felt? (laughs) Well, it comes back to that relationship. And when that broke apart, he sent me an email and basically disappeared. And I lost everything that I owned because we were living abroad. And I've never heard from him since. And it was really through that experience that, well, one, I definitely had an awakening. There was one day amidst a fit of crying and hysterics, just this instant calm came over me and I heard a voice and it was like, okay, Karen, you have two choices here. You stay exactly as you are miserable, like blaming yourself, going over every scenario a million and one times, not talking to anyone, not eating, or you accept this as your reality and you move forward. And I was kind of like, just in that moment, it was like, oh yeah, this has Wow, happened. it really is that easy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I can't unhappen it. So why would I destroy my life in the meantime? I'm like, yes, I've got emotional stuff to feel and process, but why should I be miserable? And that's when I really started seeing and piecing together and being really curious about the fact that I am the common denominator in my life. So if things keep happening, there has to be something within me. Yeah. And, and, and that was kind of... That can kind of be a hard thing to accept sometimes. Because Absolutely. I know I was I was raised to, what do I want to say? To try to make sure it was never my fault, whatever it was. Mm. Yeah. And that was something I had to unlearn. Uh, but I think it's a little challenging. It's, it's hard on the ego to Absolutely. come to that realization. Yeah. I've said many times, and I still say it, the hardest person to be honest with is myself. Oh, amen. Because if I was being honest with myself, I knew that I didn't feel good. I knew that I deserved better. I knew that I should have walked away, but I wasn't connected to my whole truth and my old worthiness and heart and soul that I stayed there and I accepted less than. Yeah. So, and I still say it, I'm like, it's still to this day, the hardest person to be honest with is with myself because we can fool ourselves in so many ways, even when we're still, when we're awake because we're always on the evolving journey. There's always new limits and beliefs to to move through. So it's still that acceptance of, oh, here it is me again, holding me back from the very thing I want, or you know, not feeling good enough, or not believing it's possible, or whatever the story is that we're telling ourselves. So 
yeah, that's been my experience that it's always me is the hardest person to be honest with. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, it gets... Damn it, e- the reason I gained five yeah. pounds has nothing to do with Christmas. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. And this is this is the truth. There's some hard truths that we have to face. But again, it's all okay. And it's kind of like I've come to the place now where... I can I can still avoid things and ignore them if I want. That's absolutely fine because because again it's my choice and sometimes that's okay for a while. But it's this idea as well that I'm with me twenty four seven and as long as I choose to ignore it, the more it's going to be there lingering. So it's kind of now I look at this short term discomfort instead of a long term underlying kind of niggling kind of long term yeah it's aggravation. Way worse, yeah. Yeah, well, and I I think there's kind of a role for both things, right? Because it's intense to do this work with yourself. And so there are moments you just need a break between rounds. And it's something that needs to happen that way. Otherwise, you'll burn yourself out on healing as much as you may have burned yourself out on something else earlier in your life. I'm a recovering workaholic. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) And uh, yeah, and... So I've been training myself bit by bit over the years that it's okay to have times when I'm not working. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it's not just okay, it's necessary for my survival. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. <laughs> um, and again, it becomes a very, I think, intuitive process. Like I know what's okay to sit with or just kind of, you know, leave there. And then I know what's worth looking at or what I really need to go deeper with. It becomes very intuitive. You know, it's a it's yeah. a practice and it's a lifestyle just like everything else. Well, and I notice my stuff kind of like tends to come out in related layers, if you will, right? It's like I I've gotten into this habit of like watching my judgments, if that makes sense. And so if there's a lot of judgment coming up in a particular area, like, well, doesn't she think she's all that with her fancy business and blah, blah. Okay, you have mm-hmm. some stuff to work around about being a successful business owner. You know? yeah. And I, I literally keep track of these things. And then when I'm with my, my healer of of choice in that moment right now i'm big on uh, hypnotherapy mm-hmm. um it's like okay here is the pile of stuff the theme that is coming forward recently and so then this is what i want to work on this week yeah i think self-awareness is number one always it has to be because yeah. like me i was blissfully unaware for years when we don't know we don't know what we don't know and if we're not aware of the power we actually hold in our lives in the first place, well, we're not going to take our words seriously. We're not going to uh, observe ourselves and how we're reacting to other people, to other things, what we're complaining about, judging, projecting on. We're just not going to be aware. We'll just think this is who I am because life is has been hard for me and this is how I cope, you know? Yeah. So I think awareness Right. Or these these thoughts are are normal, right? Because that's maybe what you were raised with, right? Absolutely. You know, and it's it's what society has kind of programmed you into. And it's what you see on on reality TV all the time, you know, (laughs) on reality TV. Um, Yeah, I love that. 
Well, we are up on our first break already. Can you believe it? Wow. <laughs> I know. It, it flies really fast. I want to dig in a little bit deeper to your awakening story when we come back from mm -hmm. the break. And everyone who's with us today, I'd love you to grab that pen and paper that I talked about earlier and spend a little time around what are the judgments that have been coming up and running through your mind recently? What are the spaces on your on your inside that are feeling kind of mucky and yucky? And make a little list of the, the things that you may wish to give some love and attention to over the coming week. And hang with us, we'll be right back from the break. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to tellzofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. Inner Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here with the amazing and wonderful Karen Maloney. And we've been discussing healing from the inside out. And you mentioned before the break that you had an awakening moment during this, what should I say, dramatic breakup with the man <laughs> that was not so good for you. Um, tell us a little bit about how that awakening showed up, how that unfold for you. Yeah. So, and it's funny because even though I'd read all the books and everything, I didn't associate that word in the moment, you know, it was until later again, I was like, wow, actually that's, that was an awakening. And yeah, it happened pretty quick. I don't remember exactly when, but as in a couple of days after I received that email and like that, I was just, I felt physically in pain and I felt like I was physically obliterated like the shock of that email just blew me into pieces so that email though he broke up with you via email via email yeah oh my goodness so yeah the pig I know it's like it makes me laugh now but I'm like lol <laughs> what a thing to do but anyway um so yeah, my initial, the shock, and I was just in bits, like absolute hysterics, crying. And I instantly went to my fault. 
I'm to blame. Mm. And I was replaying and replaying and replaying, trying to think, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Why did I do this? Oh, why did I shouldn't have done that? And all these things. And we go straight to victimhood. And it was a couple of days and like that, just in bed. And again, just one day in the midst of a crying fit, like those hysterics where you can't breathe, you're crying so much. Yes. And I was in the middle of one of those. And next thing, just instantly. And it happened really quick, but I remember thinking this is really weird because I was bawling, but just instantly this immense peace and serenity just came over me like instantaneously. And yeah, then I heard a voice and it said that it was like, you've two choices here, Karen. You stay exactly as you are, miserable, crying, not talking to anyone, et cetera, et cetera. Or you accept this and you move forward. And I was just in that instant, it was like, oh, yeah, it was like everything was so clear. And it's not to say that I didn't feel emotional pain from that much forward, but I never cried again like I did. When the fear and the panic and the pain came up, I actually sat with it. It was the first time in my life I felt my emotions and I didn't run from them. Congratulations. (laughs) I know. It was amazing. And funnily enough, when you feel your emotions, they pass. Yeah, they don't hang around when they're fully acknowledged. It was like I, I tell to my me. clients that they're messengers. Yeah. You know, what we try to do with our emotions, what we've been trained to do with our emotions is the equivalent of the UPS man showing up with something you don't want and k- kicking the, the box to the curb and then tying mm-hmm. him to the chair in the kitchen until he brings you something different. Yeah. Well, that's not going to work. Oh my God, that that situation is going to go from bad to like sincerely ugly really yeah. quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just accept the delivery, sign off and let him go on his way. <laughs> yeah. And it was, and I had another one a couple of days later because like that, I felt really good afterwards and I got up and I went on with my life and I I felt good like that. But there were moments when immense fear and panic gripped me because I had moved abroad. I'd lost all my stuff. I had no money. I was back home in my parents' house because I couldn't afford to rent anywhere. I'd quit my job. I'd sold my car. So I literally felt like I had nothing. Yeah. So there was moments when that panic and fear would grip me. And I was like, I'll never be able to rebuild my life. Like, how am I ever going to gather money again and like get a base and savings? And again, in one of those immense fear, like panic attacks, I heard the voice again and was like, put your hands on your heart and start giving thanks. I remember thinking, what's this? This is so insane. Like I have nothing to be grateful for, but I did it. And I remember I was literally standing in my bedroom one day and I was like, what do I have to be grateful for? And I literally just started listing out things I could see. And what, what was on your list? Anything. I'm grateful for the bed. I'm grateful for the walls. I'm grateful for the heat. I'm grateful for the electricity. And I felt like it was doing nothing, but I did it. And then every time that that fear and panic gripped me, I did the same thing. And I started giving thanks and I started giving thanks. I started listing out things around me. And then after a while, it just lifted a veil off my eyes. And I was like, oh my God, I'm actually fine. I have so much still. And it became a whole journey as well of because I'd lost everything and because I didn't have the money to replace everything, it was this dilemma at first going, oh my God, I don't want to you know, meet my friends again because I'm wearing the same top and all these kind of things. And then I caught myself and I was like, if someone chooses to judge me for wearing the same top, that's on them. It's not on me. <laughs> exactly. And 
and you have now shifted into this space where, hey, I'm grateful to have this top. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was like everything. I was like, oh, my God, I still have so much, even though I feel like I lost everything. But I'm like, there's still clothes in the wardrobe. And yeah, well, and I think it's one of the what I want to say. It's a, a deception that happens in the Western world um, yeah. where we feel like we have to hold title to the things that we're benefiting from mm. for us to feel like we're okay and we have enough. Yeah. And so it's it's a mind trick that is played on us. It's like you have a roof over your head. Doesn't matter if it's your parents on the title or you on the title, you have a roof over your head. Mm -hmm. You went to bed with a full stomach. You have clothes to put on in the morning, whether they were bought new or you got them secondhand from Goodwill. Mm -hmm. It does not matter. Yeah. What matters I is your needs have all been provided for. Mm -hmm. And you woke up the next morning with breath and an opportunity to go again. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because during that time as well, I really saw the truth of, and I use the analogy of a house. And you know, when you're building your house, you know, you put a foundation first and foremost, so the walls are steady. And I was like, we're taught to build into our walls. Like, and that's all the external pieces of life. And I was never, I never considered myself a very materialistic person, but I felt so exposed and so vulnerable when I lost everything. And I realized I was like, because I had no foundation in myself, mm. even though I wasn't overly materialistic. This is still how we present ourselves, how we build our identity. It's like who we are. And when all of that was taken, and that's why as well, it was all the insights. I'm like, I need the foundation in me first and foremost. So if something else like this happened again, because the thing I lost most at that time was myself. Yeah, I like withered into pieces. I felt like there was nothing of me because everything I had built into was gone. But then I realized I was still left the true me, my core, my soul, and started building on that foundation. And I wonder if you would have ever even really been able to see her if you hadn't lost everything. Who knows? You know, this is my path and I don't want to turn anything back I wouldn't change it for the world you know yeah. this has been my journey and it's the same as anything it's like would I have chosen it for myself maybe not but do I regret it or do am I sorry that it happened that way no because the thing about it is that makes it not different but we all have challenges in millions of different ways whatever yeah. happens but the difference is, is whether you choose to take the baton and run with it or stay flattened by it. Yeah. And that's our choice always. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I can totally relate to your sentiment of, I don't think I'd have personally chosen it. And I, I think about us in a couple of pieces, right? There's your personality self, and then there's your higher self. Mm -hmm. And I, I suspect my higher self would choose it. Yeah. <laughs> but my personality self would never have signed yeah. up for that. Um, I have a, an ex-husband, and I took so many lessons away from that first relationship. Mm -hmm. It was an absolute misery. It was a torture, like a crazy mm -hmm. amount of time, 70, 80% of the time. Um, 
but I learned so much. I learned my value. I learned that I'm really the only one who ultimately cares what happens to me. I'm the one that cares the most and the best. Mm -hmm. And I can't give that position to anybody else. It's mine. No. Yeah. It's mine. And, and so I learned not to give myself away. Yeah. And that's, but that I think is so valuable because that's part of the journey because we're kind of taught to be happy with whatever we have and just put up with whatever, you know, where it's like, no, actually I deserve the world and more. And we all do. But it starts with me knowing that worth for myself first and foremost. Exactly. And you can still be happy with what you have, yeah. but you don't have to be trapped with it. Right? Yeah. And that's what I say. I'm like, I want all the worldly things because I'm here living in this human 3D reality. I want to enjoy all the abundance and the luxury and whatever. But it's not who I am, as in if I lost it, I don't lose myself anymore. It's not a part of my identity. I'm here to use it, to enjoy it for the passing time. But it's not this is the sum total of who I am and look at me anymore. And that's yeah. a major difference. Major. Absolutely. Well, and it ebbs and flows, right? I've found that the financial situation, it has external forces attached to it, right? There's economic things that happen and, and industries change and employers change and companies end and companies start. And it's like, yeah, there's always going to be some ebb and flow. But I think once you find your own self inside, and you really attach to your your highest self, mm -hmm. you can begin to attach to this security that it will all be just fine. And this yeah. strange looking thing that looks like a setback may actually turn out to be a blessing. Yeah. Well, was it a song that was like, I didn't know my own strength? And yeah. That's the absolute truth. And it's kind of like, once you've been through maybe a disaster or a challenge or a difficulty or falling apart or whatever, and you made it through and you still feel okay, you see like, oh yeah, I can do that. And there's always a solution. And it's this idea of, because even when I truly let go of me, because burnout came afterwards then again, and I truly surrendered to, okay, I clearly don't know how to work from my mind and try and control and plan and execute everything. So I was like, show me the way. And everything shows up. You know, even after that, that breakup, next thing in my email, there was an EFT tapping routine that was so on point. Perfect. What I was going through. <laughs> yeah. You know, and next thing there was something else and something else. And when we're willing to follow, I don't even remember who it came from or how it came or I, I had never tapped before. It, but it, it was doesn't all matter. Right yeah. <laughs> your it was all your right angels there. and guides just make sure what's needed next is provided. Exactly. And once you do that and you've trusted and I continue to trust, you see it's all there. It's all there. But we have to follow the nudges, follow the seemingly, what the hell is this? <laughs> that shows up and give it a go because it's always there. The solution is always there as well. Absolutely. Mm. Let's see, we are, we have two minutes before our break. So you've been in the healing world for a while and I want to kind of get your two cents on this. I've observed that more often than not, these awakening moments 
come at some of the lowest places in people's lives. And I would love to hear what your theory is on that. Um, yes, in one sense, I think they do. I think we often wait for disaster because it comes back to that whole idea of we don't feel good enough in ourselves. We don't truly believe in ourselves or our worth or we could do something better or have something better or whatever the situation is that we're facing that we ignore, we avoid, we suppress that, you know, ultimately we can't outrun ourselves. So something will show up. So I think it's it's the truth of that most of us go through the dark night of the soul to wake up as opposed to seeing the faith in the light, which is also yeah. an option. We can do it anyway. We don't have to wait for disaster. But I think many people do. But hopefully, as we're evolving and there is a higher frequency coming to the planet, more and more people are waking up. Hopefully, people will take the radical responsibility for themselves and do it before disaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my suggestion anyway. Uh, yeah, you know, and I think <laughs> but, there yeah. usually is that option available. Yeah, I know always. on my particular path, there were invitations yes. into a, a more spiritual walk, but I'm, I'm German and Norwegian and very bloody minded. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It's funny because I, I had it as in, I always was interested and I had read all the books, but it was kind of like my little secret. You know, I didn't mm. have anyone that I spoke to about with it. There was no internet. And although it really, I really got it and I understood it and it read, resonated, I wasn't living it and I didn't think there was any truth in it. I just thought uh -huh. it was like this kind of little secret stuff that sounds really good and makes a lot of sense, but I wasn't doing it. And it's your own little private guilty pleasure, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was totally, that was totally me, you know. And I also learned that by knowing all the information as I did, information is not the same as action. Knowing it is not the same as living it. Whereas back then I thought by reading it was enough. Absolutely yes. not. <laughs> yes, that's true in your spiritual life as it is in your business life. Mm -hmm. I um, came to that realization a couple of years ago. It's like, yeah, I've, I've got all this internet marketing course stuff and what have I done with it? A big fat zero. I, I enjoyed it. I geeked uh, out on it. I can tell you how to do all the things. It makes a I lot just, of sense. <laughs> I just wasn't doing them. <laughs> I know. I was then the, same, then yeah. the light bulb came on. I went, oh, I might as well be ignorant if I'm not taking action on it. Yeah. 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 And it's always this idea of, you know, I always say, play, be curious, you know, don't take my word for it. Yeah, Try it test it and test it out. Yeah. It's the only way to know. I do. I do my little experiments of one. <laughs> Absolutely. I call myself scientist and the world is my lab and I'm my own experiment. Period. Full stop. Absolutely. I love it. Mm. Love it. So we're up on our second break already. Can you believe? Wow. So if you've joined, if you've joined us, obviously you've joined us because you're mm -hmm. listening to us. So grab your pen, grab your paper and spend some time around what might be an experiment you would like to try in your own life around your, your spirituality. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be a very small thing, um, whether it's establishing yes and no signals with your guides whether it's uh, trying to visualize an outcome, 
and, or learning to follow the soul breadcrumbs, pick an experiment to run. Kind of take note on, on what it is you'd like to play with and hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know. How has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you, and go out and live soul first. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm here with Karen Maloney, the amazing and wonderful Inside Out Coach. So before the break, we invited people to think about some experiments they might want to try in their spiritual life. What are some of the experiments you've tried in your own spiritual life? Let's give them some inspiration, some examples. Mm. Well, there's so many. And like that, I mentioned the tapping that first came along in my email. So I was doing EFT tapping a lot. I did Reiki and I've been attuned to Reiki and integrated energy therapy. Integrated energy therapy was something that even from a young age, I went to, even when I felt in a funk, I would go, even though I didn't understand anything about it. I just felt like it helped. Um, And then, you know, even things like tarot, But really, when I trained as a coach as well, you know, that idea of, again, the self-awareness and being willing to look at myself if I'm feeling triggered and taking out a piece of paper and journaling, what are the thoughts I'm saying to myself? What is coming up? And being willing to change them, to look at them, to see if they're absolutely true, debug them. Also experiments, I've done silent retreats. I've done plant medicines. I'm currently training as a breathwork master because I think breathwork, like deep journeys, is so powerful. I've said for years, our breath is our superpower. I truly believe that. And I'm so excited to delve deeper into that. But there's been so many things over the years and constantly um, following new things that show up and being willing to work with them and work with myself. Mm. 
How do you know when something is calling to you, inviting you into a new area of exploration? What are some of the signs for you? For me, I'll just get, they'll, they'll just appear. It'll constantly be in my space. For example, another tool that I play with is ceremonial gray cacao, which is chocolate in its original form. Yeah. And when that started coming up for me years ago, I was like, what the hell is this? I just started seeing it everywhere. And I was like, what is this? I don't even like chocolate. You know, <laughs> what is this? I didn't understand what I, I, Hang on. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I do now. I, I thought it. everybody liked chocolate. <laughs> I like the real stuff, but not the commercial kind of stuff. But I Oh, yeah, the commercial stuff can be really I adore yeah. chocolate now. But things like that. It was just everywhere around me. I didn't understand it. I never understand them beforehand, but it's just showing up. I know it's calling me strongly. I know to trust it that I go and follow. Same with ayahuasca. It When my friend told me about that years ago when I was traveling to South America, I was like, that sounds absolutely insane. There is no way in the world I will be doing that. I was like, nope. Thank you very much, but no. Yeah. <laughs> I find I'm very, not as much anymore, but I'd be very like that going, no, no way. Yeah, again, that, that, that sounds like my German shelf. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But again, it was just coming up everywhere for me. And I, I, even that story of how it actually happened, I thought it would be in Colombia and it just didn't align. There was a place, but I wasn't feeling like, no, that's not it. So I was like, OK, it's gone. Not happening. It's OK. And then one day I was in Cusco in Peru. And normally I'd have my phone on to see where I was walking around, but it was so beautiful and the streets were gorgeous and cobblestones. I was just walking. I had no idea where I was. I just arrived. Next thing I just stopped and right in front of me was a sign about uh, all sorts of different ceremonies. And there was a little courtyard and a little shop and the shaman was in there. And I thought someone, first of all, when I stopped, I was like, someone's having a joke on me. I was like, who put that there? <laughs> I was like, this cannot be. And you you were like, having a divinely guided trip. <laughs> totally. But, you know, again, my human mind, I was like, no, like there was nobody around I knew. So I was like, OK, I'll just go talk to the shaman. So I did. And I just spoke to him. He was really lovely. And next thing I just find next thing I'm in the ceremony and I'm like, how did this happen? <laughs> you know, but it just feels really strongly. I, I'm so attuned now. I know what yes feels like in my body. So I don't question it. It's like, okay, this is a yes. I need to explore to see what's here for me. All right. What does yes feel like in your body? I know it can vary from body to body, but sometimes yeah. it's helpful to understand what potentially it might feel like. It just, it feels like an expansion or and it feels like there is a little buzz as well, an energy of ooh, kind of excitement, but not too much. It's very, mm -hmm. it's, I would say it's very subtle. But actually, it's strong because I'm 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 aware of it now. Right. But if I wasn't tuned in, it could seem kind of, you know, even back in the day when it just like there was a time when when I was studying, when I was trying to decide what to do for university, I was like, I have absolutely no idea in the world what I want to do. Like, how am I meant to know what I want to do? And I was looking at these forms, and like 15 years previous on our first family holiday abroad in Spain, because I was always freezing in Ireland. I remember lying by the pool. We're there for two weeks and I literally lived in my swimming togs and I wasn't cold for a second and it was wonderful. Oh remember, my God, who knew life could be this way? <laughs> yeah. And I remember one day I turned into mom by the pool and I was like, mom, what language do they speak here? 
And she said Spanish. And I was like, I'm going to learn Spanish. And I never, ever, ever remembered that moment until like 15 years later. And I'm staring at my university forums going, what am I going to study? That popped in. I was like, okay, I'll study Spanish. And I put down Spanish and I've adored it. And I'm living in Mexico. I speak Spanish fluently. It's been such a gift to me in my life and brought me so many places that I didn't even know at the time. So it's just like a, oh yeah, this seems like a a good path kind of, yeah, I'll give this a go. Excellent. How do you tell it from like an ego mind kind of excitement? Mm. I find the intuitive, the soul part, the, the true part for me, it's very subtle. It's very calm and kind of subtle. Whereas the ego can all be like, yeah, I want to do this. Oh, I should do this. And it, it seems more chattery and buzzy. Whereas I find the intuitive hits come in way more subtly. They don't come in with the bang and a show. And a, it's, it's a very gentle but sure inner feeling nudge, curiosity, little play that's like, oh, what's this? Yeah. And I find yeah. it, the ego is more loud, buzzy, or if I find I'm forcing myself to want to do it or forcing myself to overthink about it, often that can be a an ego thing for me that it's not my true it's core. It's not an actual intuition. Yeah. Mm. I love that. So this is beautiful. I think this is very helpful mm. tools for people, especially as they're starting to come into their path and into their awakening. Um, because it can be hard to tell sometimes, yeah. especially early on. It takes a minute to develop some discernment. So tell Absolutely. me a little bit about how you started to come into the work that you do now. Yeah, so I always knew I wanted to do my own thing. Um, it was just something within me. I just, yeah, I just always wanted to do my own thing. But I had worked in events management for years, and I loved it. I was so good at it because I was that person who didn't stop. I was overly perfectionist. I was looking for, for controlling <laughs> all the details. You have plans for the plans and redundancies. Yeah. And yeah, so I was perfect at it. I was so good at it. Now I wouldn't be able. So I worked with a charity for five years and I really loved it. But then I felt like burnout was sitting in massively because like that I wouldn't go home. I would give my all. And I thought I wanted to try something else. I was like, you know, this idea that the grass is greener on the other side, because when you're working for the charity, I was like, there's no extra benefits and all these kind of yeah, things. So, I want to be in corporate where they give out yeah. bonuses. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I went to more weddings and corporate events and I absolutely hated it. <laughs> that within a few months, I was like, oh, my God, I actually cannot do this. And I lasted just under a year. And when I quit that time, I was like, right. Well, first of all, I I knew I didn't want another job, but I was sending out all the CVs because I was trying to barter with the universe. I was like, please just give me the option of another job, even though I don't want it, because it was like that security blanket, just to know yes, that. Yes, I want my security blanket while I go do this thing that I really <laughs> like, want to I was do. Like, just give me the job so I know I have it, even if I don't want it. But it wasn't happening. And again, this is a very intuitive um, hit as well. Uh, at that time, I was working 10 days on, four days off. And I had a four-day rotation coming off. And I just really felt like I had to go somewhere, like abroad. 
So I was going to, I went to Bulgaria, but it doesn't matter where I went. But I had sent out messages like to everyone, all my friends, family. I was like, anyone want to go to Bulgaria these days? Da, da, da. Nobody could. They're like, I could do the week after, the week before, or I could do that. Da, da. Yeah, no, you're on knew, your own, girl. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I just knew it had to be those dates. And this is like a year after the breakup or something. And I was like, the first feeling was, I can't go on my own. And then I caught myself and I was like, why don't I? Because I'd backpack for years all around the world. I was like, why am I so afraid to go for four days on my own? I was like, clearly because I'm so afraid, I need to go. Exactly, so because flight. you but don't want to sit with yourself right now, <laughs> is my guess. Yeah. So, but again, absolutely epic. So I booked the flights and even I was bartering myself. I was like, okay, they're cheap. I still might not even go because I booked a hostel and I was like, haven't stayed in a hostel in forever. So I was freaking out. I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? Anyway, I went, I had the most incredible time. It reminded me of how much I love traveling, meeting new people that I, I decided I'd made friends on that trip. And I was like, I'm actually quitting my job when I go back and I'm going traveling. That's what I'm going doing again. So I did. I went back the following Friday. No, I went back the following Wednesday. I did my 10 day rotation the following Friday. I handed in my notice. I booked flights to South America and I left six weeks later. And when I came back from that trip, I was like, right, I cannot go back into a job. There is no way. And again, oh, my God, there's so much synchronicity that I had booked a Tony Robbins event for after I came back. From, well, actually, no, I had booked it a year in advance. I did. I had no plans of going traveling. I had like that. I was I knew yeah. I wasn't happy in my job, but I was looking for another job. Anyway, that was when I came back from traveling. It was a month later. I went. It was incredible. I started working with the coach. And then when I was working with the coach, I was like, this, this is what I want to do. And I trained. Very good. That's, I have to applaud you for the courage that goes with all of that, because you completely released it's that security makes... blanket <laughs> and not just released the security blanket, but invested oh. in yourself in the form of the travel and the Tony Robbins event and that whole hiring a coach. And a lot of people lose their nerve when it comes down to writing a check that they're not entirely certain how they're ever going to recoup the investment on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, the person I was, I was overanalyzing everything, trying to plan everything to a tree, a T, trying to rationalize, logicalize everything. But when these hits came in, I just knew to follow them, even though it never made sense. And I remember one time this guy said to me, he was like, wow, were you really impulsive? When I said that story about how I quit my job, you know, and then book fights. <laughs> And it cracked me up because I was like, no, I was the most, the least impulsive person in the world. I was terrified. But what he didn't know was like the six months previous that I just felt like crap and I hated my job and I hated every day. And I hated, I was so fed up of, um, you know, because I was, I was paid really bad. And I was like, I'm so fed up for fighting for days off, fighting for a pay rise, you know, beating someone else's drama. I was like working their hours. I was like, no. So it may, may have seemed impulsive in the moment, but it was like, I knew it was like, this was a yes. Yes. Whereas the whole months before then. So it may seem very impulsive, but I wasn't that person. But now I'd be more impulsive. Now now you're closer to that person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I back then, that. like it, it, even me, sometimes it cracks me up. I'm like, what? How how did I have the courage or what? Where was what? <laughs> you know, but again, I, I because I think I had that connection, even though I didn't know it, there was always faith in something bigger. 
Yeah. And there was always faith that I was being guided in some way, even though I didn't have that connection. Now I totally have that connection. I'm like, there is total faith. There is yeah. a bigger picture. And it um, makes so, it yeah. a lot easier when you have that that sense of security, yeah. certainty back there that, yes, this is the right direction to go, regardless of what the rest of the world thinks. I know. But we only build that by following. Absolutely. And you don't start by quitting your job and traveling the world. You start by following the smaller niggles that lead up to it eventually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, just so grateful because now it's funny, you know, when you come to a certain point in your journey and when you have the awakening and you look back, I just see the perfection of it all, even though I was so clueless at the time. It's like, oh my God, I, it was all happening and I didn't even know. It's like, yes, wow. it was all here to serve me and bring me to this exact divine moment right now that we're in. Speaking of exact moments right now that we're in, we are at the end of our interview already. And I know you brought a gift for the listeners. So what did you bring with you? Yeah, so I have a little ebook. It's called Empower Your Morning and it's five tricks to change the flow of your day because I was never a morning person. I kind of grumbled and just went through my day and timed myself to the last second, knowing when I had to be at my desk and work and all these kind of things. And really that morning is so sacred and it's a time to just connect to me. Because even as Dr. Joe Dispenza says, if we conquer ourselves in the morning, the rest of the day flows. So yeah. they're just really simple tips, you know, of taking a stretch, taking a mindful moment, maybe having some water and lemon, just really taking a pause to set the start to set the flow of your day right, because it makes a massive difference. Now I'm such a morning person. And those couple of moments at the start are are sacred. And especially even when we're waking up, we learn the power of the, the subconscious mind. And when we're coming kind of out of that that waking up stage and we're still kind of half asleep, that's so powerful for visualization, for manifestation, for intending how you want your day to go. Yeah, because again, it's a, it's a moment of leverage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that. So it's powerful. And as always, you can find her contact information. You can find her gift at the top of the guest page at sovereignself.media. You can uh, reach out to her, download the book, enjoy the ebook, set up your own morning routine. Maybe that's your experiment. Mm -hmm. I'm going to set a morning routine and see what that does. So mm -hmm. thank you so much for joining me here today, Karen. And thank you, thank you so much. Thank you, listeners out there. Thank you so much for joining us as well. I would love to hear from you. You can shoot me an email to askzofia at transformationspace.co and share with me what has the show done for you? What do you like? What would you like to see changed? Um, any particular topics you'd like covered or people you'd like to see me talk to? I love to hear all of that. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here.